0: alright, it took me three days to send you this, but uh, sorry, (laughs) I was in a depression.
1: Welcome back everybody. This is Matthew Bussard. Thank you for tuning into my show. So excited to give you this episode. We have Matt Silva today. He's an entrepreneur just like myself. We're here to talk some shop and share some funny stories and some memories that we've had. And I uh, think you guys are really going to like it. Let's roll into Matt Silva. I want to be like All right. We now welcome on Matt freaking Silva, baby. How are we doing, brother? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Matt Silva. Known you for a couple years now. Good friends with our buddy Georgie. Uh, have Matt on today. Matt is a mogul, one of the best businessmen that I know. My guy is the cannabis king of Rhode Island. Can I say that?
0: More mass.
1: The cannabis king of Massachusetts. But
0: I appreciate it. I appreciate
1: those words. He is gonna talk to us today about the business that he's in. I don't know anything about cannabis. Besides the fact that at this point, it just gives me night terrors and nightmares, (laughs) so I stay away. But my guy, he's taking some time out of his day to come by, uh, record an epi, so I appreciate that a lot. What made you get into cannabis in the first place? Where did the inspiration come from for you?
0: Um, I, I could say it was something that started in high school, but it wasn't really until I went to college where I started to actually try it and see how it was more of like a social thing and it was just comparable to drinking uh, massachusetts legalized in 2016 so i was coming out of college in 2018 so I just took it as a serious industry um, i was there studying finance i knew i wanted to get into some type of sales role um, so cannabis just kind of caught my eye it wasn't something i jumped into right away out of college it was just more caught my eye um, i started off with a sales job learned some sales skills and then I learned about hemp, and that went legal in 2018, uh, the Hemp Farm Bill, which legalized a bunch of different hemp-derived cannabinoids. So we started a company around then, and ever since, we've been going strong. The weed stocks were
1: going crazy when we were in school. Did that inspire you? Like, Were you paying attention to that because you majored in business or finance, and the stocks to watch at those
0: times were these weed stocks? for sure is that that right because i i think i remember that i'm not i'm not
1: 100 sure but i think that that's
0: right yeah yeah right when a bunch of states started legalizing in like 2015 2016 they started to go crazy in 2017 um i had professors that were talking about them and stuff like that so that's how i knew it was becoming a serious industry we had clubs in our school for the cannabis community stuff uh, there was a fair that was a town over and it would have a big turnout Okay. So I knew it was a real industry coming. Yeah. And if if you can get into an industry that's going to be big at its starting size, like all you have to do is just work hard and you can make it in it. And that's exactly what you did. So it, you just timed it
1: perfectly. So you graduated college. You knew that the cannabis industry was going to boom, and it did. I mean, it's legal in Massachusetts. It's going to be legal in Rhode Island, I'm assuming, next year. So how do you capitalize on this opportunity how do you start a business how do you turn a profit with what's going on and and you know what do you do specifically
0: to kind of get yours so I would say to someone that doesn't have a ton of startup capital like I did when I started um, I got into the hemp side of things so cannabis is like the overall category and then you have hemp and marijuana Um, marijuana is the plant that's legal in some states illegal in others Um, in 2018 they started the hemp farm bill which legalized hemp in nationwide so it's a federal legal plant Um, so we so we basically could sell everything but THC so we started with CBD we had capsules um, we have cream we have tinctures we have um, CBD shatter CBD live resin we have the flower all types of different CBD products Um, that you can start doing online you're gonna need a state license but it's really cheap low barrier and you can practice e-commerce and you can start learning about all the different cannabinoids and terpenes and it's a good way to start without a ton of money because you can source it from a, a local farm or you can source it from a farm out of state and it's just something that you can do with a few thousand bucks just to get going and see how you like it
1: yeah so how did things start for you? Did it take you a couple years to actually get
0: going and, and start turning profits? Um, it it wasn't easy um, knowing what I know now. I think it would be a little easy obviously right. if I could go back in time, but we definitely made some first-time mistakes. Um, I didn't really check what bank I needed to use, and when we got kicked out of the bank, it was like a really crucial time, and that that really set us back for a few weeks. Oh no! Um, yeah, there was a ton of there was a bunch of suppliers that weren't honest people. It took a little bit of a little bit of weaning out to find the right partner. Right when we first sourced, yeah, from some the phone. trial and error. Yeah, right. Damn. But it 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 all works out in the end, you know. Like yeah, we we met a few bad people to finally meet a good person, and sure. we stuck with them the whole way through.
1: Walk us through a typical day for you now. So you've been in the business for three years you say?
0: Yep. So what is your daily schedule like today? So we have a bunch of different products. We have a website online. Um, One of the first things I do is check how many orders we have to get ready for the day. We usually get orders out to the post office by like noon. Um, So I'll I'll look at the website and get those orders going. But the majority of our business has been coming from um, stores and other online businesses. Um, So we do things like white labeling, where a company could call us and they would be like, um, we wanna get our brand on a tincture, a thousand milligram tincture. And we have maybe 20, 30 loyal customers going through us that will get all types of different products with their brands on it, or maybe for a few dollars less they'll get um, our products with our brands on it. So I'll be making tinctures, lotions, um, isolates, like we flavor them with terpenes, pre-rolls with the flower making the eighth bags but I'm mostly make doing production um, yeah but also the sales side of things as well sure and then all the compliance with taxes all the licenses we need and all that stuff
1: where do you see the growth for you like if I was to ask you where do you see the business five years from now what would you say
0: um, so we have a few different phases that we want to go through um, we're still trying to grow our hemp industry i um, st- uh, the hemp side of the industry um, I'm still calling stores messaging emailing i um, trying to get a few more like b2b businesses going um, and then one thing that I want to get into is the THC side of things yeah so I know we've discussed this before um, we're going for a delivery license so I have a business partner He's um, in the m- in the uh, social equity program, which is basically like a program the state set up when they legalized it to help minorities that were negatively affected by the war on drugs with weed. So he's in that program. So they have an exclusive license that's like a delivery only license. So we've been pre-approved by the state. We had to send them a bunch of different um, SOPs of just like different things that we wanna do Um, how we're going to run the business, how we're going to have the body cameras on the um, cars and the runners that go to the door, filming the transaction, all that. And it was compliant, so we're approved for that. Um, We're just trying to find a location that's zoned for a town um, and then basically get into growing it after that. So we do, in five years, hopefully want to be doing THC along with the hemp.
1: Do you have any competitors? Like, Do you think that there's anyone else that rivals you?
0: Oh, uh, we've definitely a ton of competition. Um since hemp is nationwide, there's big yeah. corporations in it. Okay. Um, tons of big corporations in the hemp so you can get hemp from hundreds and hundreds of different vendors.
1: Like Nova Forms. Well
0: Nova's the T H C side of okay. things in mass. Yeah. That's that's our like our future hopefully is to get that. And then while we build when if we can get THC and have either the delivery going a grow or both We're going to still have all of our hemp and we're just going to kind of infuse them so like if we're growing and have a delivery business the delivery business is going to have a menu of the products that are grow but it's also now going to have our cbd tinctures and our delta 8 flower and all the other products that we're selling right now i like that the small business and i want all the small growers to get into the the recreational market but i am against the traditional market of all the the organized crime and all the people that are just producing junk stuff that people don't know what it is there's a lot of that so it's like and oregano the, yeah and, and <laughs> the cartridges how do people
1: get away with selling oregano bro um,
0: oh <laughs> that's some of the, some of the i've heard people <laughs> Fucking people put um sprite in uh spray bottles and they spray the weed and then when the sprite evaporates it just leaves the sugar behind and that like glazes the flowers and makes it frosty looking stuff like that is what happens in the traditional market
1: what the fuck
0: so you do need you do need regulatory agencies to look over all the stuff that people are doing yeah but, but you can't tax the crap out of them where they're just going to be like you know what I'm going to pick option B so what gets you high it's not the hemp it's the THC the THC does get you high but recently this year they've been Um, making this product called delta 8 thc so it's like a federally legal thc and they basically convert the cbd through a process called isomerization and it becomes delta 8 thc and that will actually get you high it doesn't have as much of the like paranoia effects and anxiety that people say but it does get you high and it has psychoactive effects Dude, that's the shit that fucks me up
1: it's the, <laughs> the yeah. paranoia yeah. the anxiety
0: that shit sucks man
1: because i used to i used to smoke a lot in school like we all did i mean right. all college kids i'm assuming smoked a lot um and now i just i stay away from it completely just because it just got to the point where the paranoia, the anxiety, the nightmares, it was just <laughs> it I, was I so know fucked. how you feel because if <laughs> I
0: I can overdo it easily and I get paranoid. So that's so. what happens, bro. It's it's definitely you just overdo it. Exactly. That's the thing.
1: You're like if you can control it to a state, it's actually really enjoyable. I don't know, man. I just feel like maybe I just I built up a tolerance, because you can build up a tolerance, right, when you're smoking? Yeah, I think I just built up a tolerance to the point where it was just straight to the
0: barrel. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I bet if you tried a one-to-one, which is like a CBD and THC together, the CBD would probably keep you down. Really? And it would prevent that from happening. Shit, I didn't even know that that existed. So, like, a lot of edibles are made from THC distillate, and they only have THC. But you can take like a higher quality oil that has like the minor cannabinoids like CBN, CBG, and it'll have some CBD concentrate. And when you take that, you get more of the body relaxation when it goes along with the THC. They call that the entourage effect. When all the cannabinoids are working together, it produces a whole different effect compared to like just THC.
1: Yeah, that's the shit that I need, dude. I think just THC is my worst enemy. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: it could be deadly to me, too. You ever have any
1: stories where uh, you
0: just wig out? You just um, have a terrible trip? I remember one time, I definitely get paranoid a lot from, like, edibles. Um, sometimes if I'm with people that go a lot harder than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But, yeah, one to time. The people that
1: smoke. Multiple times, a yeah, day. And yeah.
0: They roll like a two gram blunt, and it's like, damn, that's like probably a few hundred milligrams if you break it down like that. <laughs> <laughs> two gram blunts, dude, that's what 20 bucks, yeah, it can be even Jesus 40 dollars, dude. That's expensive, a, even more at a dispo, probably. I was flying to um, Fort Lauderdale with Lucas. Have you met Lucas? That he, George, just went to New York with him, uh, Vooch no, Lucas Tierney. Oh, Tierney, yeah, yeah, yeah Tierney yeah. bro, that crazy yeah. fuck dude. Yeah, crazy <laughs> fuck. So we're flying to Fort Lauderdale on Spirit. So, I I like flying, but when I'm in the air, I'm like, oh god, I could die, <laughs> like, dude. That, that, I Spirit don't know air, why. It's just Spirit how Spirit
1: Air mean. is that airline and then and then that Spirit, always exactly people love to beat the shit out of each other flying Spirit. There. Every video, I, every flight it was when Spirit
0: video. was, like, yeah. new, too. This is, like, 2018, so I yeah, was yeah, yeah. never been on it, and I was just like, oh, my God, this is the cheap flight. Like, <laughs> this is the one that they don't check the all these little tests on. <laughs> so to ease myself, I took an edible. Um, okay. I think they were, like, Hershey Kisses or something, and I, I took double what I'm comfortable taking. Um, and I was sitting in the gate, and I just got so paranoid. That I was literally watching people like go to the bathroom and I was like, not go to the bathroom, but walk to the bathroom. And I was like, in my head, I was like, he's going to like make a weapon or he's going to call someone. And I was like, I was (laughs) that high. And I was like, I was creating the craziest stories, dude, literally the (laughs) craziest stories. And then it wore off and I was like looking around and I was like, I'm worrying about nothing. That's something I remember when I can think of a time where I just really geeked out. Why do you think? People get
1: such severe reactions from edibles. I mean, my worst trip was definitely from a bong rip or multiple bong rips. But
0: I've heard in your craziest story was from an edible. So There's actually some science to it. Yeah. I do not know 100% about what the chemicals are. Like, you have to really know your chemistry. But basically, THC... um, is converted from like thca converts to like thc and in your body when you eat it because it's not getting burnt it's um and it's not going to your lungs and your bloodstream through your lungs it's going to i think it's your liver and it creates like an 11 it's called like an 11 like deoxy something and it's basically converting it a different way than when you're smoking it and that is a way more intense high, and that's why you have the
1: delayed reaction sometimes when right. you take an edible. Exactly, and you can really dig yourself a hole. Obviously, when you take an edible, you don't think it's hitting, and then you take a little bit more, and then you just completely fuck yourself. Right? <laughs> like, oh yeah. Once an hour oh, it yeah. goes by. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Fucked. If it takes long, you're probably <laughs> gonna get higher than you want to get. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Edibles are a dangerous game. <laughs> Bro,
1: they are a dangerous game. Where I drew the line and I said no more is when I had those paranoid thoughts. And then I would wake up the next day and I would think, was I being too paranoid? Or did I actually discover something? Right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, right. Because, like, when you get these thoughts, you don't know if you're, like, unlocking. I sound high. I I sound high right now. <laughs> no, I, I get, you don't I know. Get exactly yeah. You, yeah. So like, like when you when you have those paranoid thoughts, you don't know if you're just completely paranoid because you've been smoking, or you're just coming to a discovery. You you can't tell the difference.
0: It definitely it definitely unlocks some type of like creative. Like it's it's hard to explain, but that kind of reminded me of a time um, in high school. My dad's a pharmacist and I wanted to be a pharmacist originally. So I took AP chem, which was crazy. Like that class was way over my head. I had no business being there. And when I took the AP test, um, it went all right. I studied my ass off and it was just all right. And then, um, later that day we, we smoked for celebration. And when I got high, I kid you not, everything I was studying from the week before just clicked. Everything was clicking, and I was like, oh, my God, this is because of this. And it was actually, like, I could see how people would even use it in work and, like, why we're learning this now in high school is in basic chemistry. And I was just like, oh, I can see this and how this would be, how this can lead to, like, all this part of chemistry and and just how, like, the basics basics just pretty much clicked. And I was like, damn, if only I was high for the test, even though I would never do that, but I was just (laughs) like damn if i only just thought of it like this at some point before the test i probably would have went in a little different wow so smoking actually made you smarter it definitely just it let me understand it a little different or maybe it made it a little more interesting that made me want to learn it i don't know what it was because sometimes it makes things more interesting it's like, movies yeah. and stuff. I'll get way more into a movie if I'm stoned. Okay.
1: And that actually makes sense because um, a kid that I played high school ball with, I know you played high school mm-hmm. ball too, he ended up going to Duke, and he said, the only way that I've gotten good grades over the past three, four years of high school is just because I have a very, very, very good memory. And that was it. Like, it's not because he studied or it's not because, you know, he is just – you know, this boy that. wonder. It's just because things click in his head when he hears them, and that's it. And as long as you can get to that stage, I mean, I don't know, I don't know, if, <laughs> I don't know if smoking's the way to do it, but right, I no. mean, you're right. I mean, that's the thing, dude. It's that like information. It just has to click in your head, man. And and as long as
0: you can get that, yeah. then you're straight. Same with like all the finance stuff, like that. I when I was in school. I was kind of doing the memory of like remembering a definition or a rate or something to answer a question on a test. But I was not thinking about how this shit would be used in real life. So when I started getting into option trading and stocks, and then I was like, wow, this stuff makes sense. Now I see why they were teaching us. Why didn't they just pull up like a, 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 what do they call it when it's like um when you're doing stock market and it's not, like, real money, like a simulation. Oh, yeah, just, yeah, a simulation, yeah. If if they did stuff like that more in class, we would have learned way, way more. I wasn't even buying stocks and stuff in college. Nah, and, I, I mean, I don't know who designed
1: the curriculums, and, obviously, they get paid way more than I do. I'm just saying, clearly, the biggest complaint about somebody out of school is, How come I don't use any of the things that I learned in the real world? Right. And like, you see people mocking it. Like I've seen so many memes of like PEMDAS. It's like, it's like, uh, like uh somebody would like, like put a picture up of something and be like, like, how do I fix this? Like, or like, I didn't know, I didn't know how to fix like the broken mirror from my car but then i remembered pemdas yeah exactly (laughs) like they're like just like some like bullshit thing happens to them in life and they're like but i remembered pemdas (laughs) it's
0: yeah like i understand (laughs) you got to learn the principles if you want to learn the the higher end stuff but it is almost like they create like a systematic thing where they where they have you learning like just the little things but they're not going to teach you how to balance a checkbook or pay a mortgage and stuff like right
1: that. No, they're not gonna teach you that you know we're finally at that day and age when <laughs> we were in high school and if you had weed in your backpack you had to go to like counseling or some bullshit punishment like i right. what what do they give you guys because i know where i went to school they would send you to like a couple classes like yeah
0: i, I know people that have been handcuffed before 2016 for a roach in their car like the end of a joint dude oh my god they they couldn't go into the army years later because of it they actually had to go to court like for a roach it's crazy (laughs) this kid um this kid alex
1: this is actually a funny story this kid alex this was maybe junior year and security comes in and they're probably looking for a kid because their parents are going to pull them from school and take them to some appointment, right? You know how security used to pull kids from classroom and say, hey, like, you know, your parents are here. Like, we were from a small town, my friend. No they security. They never did that? No security. No security in your high school? None. Wow. Damn. We <laughs> had a lot of security guards. So, um, anyways, to make a long story short, security comes in. They're looking for this kid. But one of my friends, Alex, uh, in the back of the class, he had I think he had a bag of weed on him. And the second he saw security, he just ate all of it. Oh, my he God. He just ate the entire <laughs> bag. Oh, away. my God. And, uh, um, like, the security probably came in. They're like, yeah, we we need Susan. Like, her parents are here. Like, she has an orthodontist appointment or some shit. He <laughs> and was probably high matches, and paranoid. Like, exactly, bro. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That kid just cracked, dude. They, that was great, man. He ate an entire bag. <laughs> <laughs> they used to always say that they were, like, the um, school's around us in high school would have like um what would they, i don't know what they call them but they'd bring like dogs in and that was always like something that people used to say could happen at our school and, and i was and like, like if that happened they would catch yeah so many kids it would have been crazy but yeah they never did that but towns around us they'd have dogs come right through the jesus hall jesus christ yeah. yeah the cars
1: sniff around open up the lockers with
0: you guys have that
1: i want to say we did but that's scary like the, that's just yeah. scary the biggest thing was like <laughs> the biggest thing was like it was like almost out of a, it was almost like a scene from the wire. I just started watching that with Chip. It's in good shape. And it's it's I'm loving it so far. Our security guards would like try to crack the code for like who was dealing or like who who were the big potheads in school, right? So at one point they identified like the kids that would smoke or the kids that would like put duct tape on the back of their backpack like Like something dumb i don't even know if that was true they that's what they were thinking yeah um which i don't even know if that was true i mean i didn't go to the richest richest high school i mean these kids probably have the same backpack for years it's falling apart like who's to say like some kids smoking after school and who's just trying to prevent their books from falling out (laughs) right and then um uh they also caught on to the catchphrase, which was confirmed. This catchphrase was confirmed. If you were trying to smoke after school, people would say, "Do you want to listen to John Mayer after school?" Which actually was confirmed. Wow! And they that, they that got was, wind of that. They did get wind of that. You ever come across some real fiends, like people itching to smoke? No, no? not
0: not like someone that was like physically dependent dependent on it. Right,
1: right. No, you never.
0: I don't think you'll find like.
1: Somebody physically dependent on it because it doesn't work like that.
0: Exactly, but it is right. mentally. Add- it is mentally addicting though, and I definitely. Oh, it is. Yeah, they say it is mentally addicting, and I can see how it is, how it would be. Yeah, that's why people do it. But when they a job comes around and they can't, they're still able to quit. So oh they, yeah. You know, you're not gonna yeah. quit unless you have to. But when you do have to, it's not like you're gonna have withdrawals and stuff. Bro, I had to do that so. Um,
1: at of school for Prudential, I had to take a cleanse. and it wasn't like a traditional cleanse. like the guy, <laughs> my recruiter, sweaty, he said, you're gonna be drug tested in like a week. And I said, well, dude if you give me a week and this shit's gonna be in my system for a month, I'm not gonna be able to get a job here. So I actually went to Target, bought like all the cleanses, all of that bullshit, ran a shit ton, didn't hear anything back i mean maybe they hired me anyways but like <laughs> i'm assuming that that fucking shit worked but like dude that's that's the crazy thing about it dude is that it stays in your system for yeah. an entire month and that's like
0: that's another reason it needs to go federal
1: dude I, yeah it does i mean like you know when you drug test someone you're not looking for that right you know like right, you're exactly. lo- you're looking to see if like this guy is on some hard shit right right nobody really cares if you want to smoke after i mean they might care if you smoke before work and you go in but like right, no right. one's really caring if you smoke after work or whatever you do on the weekends do you think the saying
0: that marijuana is a gateway drug do you buy that that's it's just a good argument because most people tried weed before they tried another drug that's what was, I'm saying
1: too. I don't think. I don't think. Well, I, I'm assuming you're gonna say the same thing. I don't think people smoke and they say, you know what would right. feel <laughs> really good right now? A fucking needle right yeah. in my fucking vein, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> Dude, I. But you. You are right. I mean, like marijuana is the first drug most people try. Right. Yeah. Right? If not alcohol, right? right? It's either alcohol or marijuana. Got to be one of them. And then. Whatever happens down the road is whatever happens down the road. Most people, I want to feel like, I want to say most people stop there, but, you know, some people continue. Uh, and, and yeah, it just, it's a cop out, right? Like, oh, like this person's fucking addicted to fucking shooting up because right. they and it's fucking like, started with if they,
0: <laughs> it, like, You could look at, and the reason is, is you could take any drug addict and they probably started with weed. Yeah. But that's because if you're. If you're eventually down to do heroin, you probably had no problem trying weed. Right. But there's so many people that tried weed and they were like, this is actually safe. I'm not trying to do anything else. Because it's... Right. It, the thing with weed uh, I like is you see the flower. And you even though you don't know who did it, who grew it most of the time, at least you're looking at uh, something that you know what it's supposed to look like. Right. Where other drugs are just one consistency, whether it's a powder or like freaking whatever consistency it's like you have no clue what that is right right, right, you're right looking right. at yeah. it like oh shit let's hope that's that <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. no that's you're right man all right so let's wrap this up so on with matt silva it's getting late my brother i
0: appreciate you coming on thanks for having me and i feel like i didn't even say my company name Oh,
1: dude absolutely plug um, yourself bro yeah
0: yeah sequoia organics um sequoiaorganics.co is the website with all of our hemp products um look for us in mass in the future we're coming for delivery and then a micro business tier one cultivation facility those are part of our plan and uh hopefully we'll be there soon
1: i gotta ask you about the black honda though
0: all right i have a black honda civic
1: you at one point had a black honda civic oh god why is that a cursed car silva oh you totaled it i didn't total. <laughs> oh you have it I, now but i've got my shit broken into a couple times uh, like i just uh, had fat i had d- wait, did it.
0: george tell you about mine my he story? told me a little bit he told me to ask so, you about it before oh, yeah. you came over so, <laughs> my first car ever was a 2006 um black honda civic and i thought it was the coolest thing ever i got Uh, Black rims on it That had like a red trim I like powder coated The emblems I tinted it I had a subwoofer Amps LED lights On the inside I loved the thing Um, On the way to school I was like Half asleep Half like Just kinda like Trying to get By like the traffic It's early in the morning Right And I was going up a hill And the sun Rises over a hill Every single day I was going against this And this girl stopped in front of my buddy, and he stopped, and then I hit him, and the car, just great car, because it crumpled, which is actually a good thing, because we felt like absolutely no impact, but the car just straight crumpled, and um, his car only had a crack, but yeah, I totaled the thing, and I absolutely loved it, and then the girl that uh, stopped quick, um, she kept going, and then when me and the kid that I hit pulled over, and the cops came and did all the insurance stuff, She came back and she tried to say that her muffler fell off during the um, because I hit the car into her like just like a little like not bad. And she came back to say her muffler fell off. So they did the whole little like the police wrote it down and then she pulled away. And then the kid that I hit was like, yeah, I drive behind her on the way to school every day. She she never had a muffler. (laughs) 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 And the cop literally crumpled it up and threw it away. Like he literally just bought it. He was like, yep. All right. What and it a was snake, true, yeah. Dude. She, I know, and I didn't even she know probab- who this girl she prob- was. Too. You know what she did? You know what she did? She w- she
1: probably called her parents, and said, and was probably hysterical, even no, though she I, wasn't in a car I, accident.
0: I, well, she she got tapped, so she just went right. to school. Exactly. And then I think it popped. I don't think she was even like she did not seem like she was like worried at all. She was driving like a junker, and yeah. I think she pulled in and was just like, wait. I might be able to make something out of That's this. That's exactly right. It was definitely a money grab. Yeah, ride. and then she came back, and she was like, oh, yeah, I lost my muffler. We're looking down the street. And then the cop is, <laughs> it, it was just. It was- I beat it like a dead horse. I beat it like a drum. Oh, I with you too
1: long.
0: Skipping
1: like a